here we are once again <laughs> at Gephardt's on the Upper West Side in New York City. It's me, it's Vic Henley, and it's uh, it's my new friend. You've known him for a while, but uh, your neighbor, Judd Jones. Judd Jones. Yes, sir. Thank from you. Houston, from Glad Victoria, Texas. Victoria, Texas, originally. Right. That's right. And uh, we... Uh, we're waiting for Sherrod. Judd, really, Judd and I were talking about this Friday, a week or so ago, about we really like how Sherrod says the N-word as good as he anyone. He says the N-word better than anybody I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> It's so effective. In different tones what? and the inflections. Timing, yeah. The inflection. He's got a deep voice. It's just perfect. The first one was when we were at La Cubana, one of Carl's yeah. uh, tribute wake parties. Yes, one of uh, 12 we yeah. did. And Freddie, yes. the, the, the money guy, the man behind all the restaurants, was you know he was up there making weird, yeah. inappropriate, yeah. not being funny at all. <laughs> and I can say this because he doesn't listen. And uh, but way in the back, it's getting awkward when it's he was talking. Awkward. He's up there. It's like at the funeral thing where somebody yeah. stays up there a little yeah. too long. But I thought he was funny when his opening line was, "I just want to let everyone know I didn't, kill I didn't kill him." No, I didn't that, kill no, him. no, that he, was a great he opening hard. No, right. But, but then, like everybody, he rolled on about nine minutes in. It's like you should have got off two minutes ago. You, true, you true. opened it with your best one. Right. True. And yeah, he said he says something else about. Sherrod, because he's drunk. I mean, right. when he's up there, Freddie's drunk when he's doing that up there. And, and really sweet. Now he was giving a pretty good. Well, but he just intended. went too long. He just went too. He long. went too hard. That's what it was. <laughs> and he's and he's talking, and he's like, "Yeah, these idiots." He introduced me to these idiots, and he starts naming you guys. Vic Henley, Greg Hughes, yeah. Sherrod, right. and then he says something about Sherrod, and then he says something about like all the free food Sherrod would come get or something, and then he goes, he says, uh, "But I don't even think Sherrod's here." And look. With perfect I comedy timing. Perfect comedy timing. Not being it's racist, but not saying. being racist. <laughs> Sherrod's in the back. It's totally signed. And yeah, Freddie goes, but I don't even know if Sherrod's here anymore. And Sherrod in the back goes, I'm still here, nigga. <laughs> I mean, just perfect. Perfect delivery, perfect timing. It couldn't be any better. I, he ca- is an I did expert. capture that on. No, uh, on I the think podcast. you got it. I, I do capture that. Yeah. Tank rolled in last Friday. Oh, Tank. Tank Jackson from uh, Holy, Holy City. City Hop. Right. Um, Rocco Despirito, I don't think, is no longer at the standard okay. hotel that has a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Because Tank and Carl walk through the main dining room with half a hog on yeah. their shoulders. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, Tank is the only vendor that, even though Rocco's not there anymore, the hotel still uses him to get all their sauces. Oh, no kidding. So he drove up 1,100 pounds of sausage on Friday night. For the standard. For the standard. Now, can I stop you for a second? Because when you said that Rocco Despirito is no longer with the standard. I don't think he is. The standard? Well, that's what think. Tank I thought, said. Yeah, right. Tank said it. No, I'm but not, I not. thought the reason he wasn't there, and I thought you were explaining, was because they walked the dead hog. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> through the lobby of that gorgeous hotel. And, and someone. <laughs> well, there might have been some complaints. But they walked there up might to have the been. front. Because yeah, yeah. Tank showed up with the hog at yeah. La Cubana, and then Carl goes, oh, we got to do this. So Carl goes to the podium. Yeah. And he He's sitting there, each of them have a half a hog shrink wrapped, <laughs> <laughs> vacuum sealed. Right. And he's like, Where's Rocco? And the, the 23 year old Wilhelmina model sitting there is like, What's going on? Who are these two idiots? And Tank looks like somebody from the cover of Ozark Mountain Daredevil. Duck Dynasty. Men he's from duck. Earth. Yeah. My right. favorite. Look at Google Men from Earth, Ozark Mountain Daredevils. Which oh, is the Ozark if, Mountain If you want to yeah. get to heaven, you got to raise a little hell. Raise a little hell. Jackie Blue. Oh, Jackie Blue Jackie is my Blue. favorite song. Jackie Blue. But then the, but then the chicken, but, chicken train. Oh, running all day. Chicken train. <laughs> running chickens all day. They're playing like the Jews harp. And they're, they're, cl- they're clucking. Right. right. <laughs> they're just playing with utensils. Right. And, making it, and making it work, though, man. Chicken train. Running chickens all day. Ozark Mountain, Mountain Daredevils. Oh, man. Yep. They have three or four really good songs. And I, I, I would assume Vic think, you know, you probably know even more. I than have two. But, but the Men from Earth, there's a, it's my favorite, but way before Duck Dynasty. If you look at these, they've found the greatest hill. Billy, yeah. overall wearing dirt poor country Arkansas fellas right. sitting there looking like they've just tied the horse to the plow. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what Tank and Carl look like oh, yeah. walking in the standard. With half a pig. <laughs> Where's Rocco? Yeah. <laughs> just dragging the pig through the lobby. <laughs> Did he give you a taste of something? Oh, God. Jalapeno, cheddar. No, he, there was an andouille. There was the, uh, what was the other one, What Judd? do you mean jalapeno? Uh... Jalapeno cheddar sausage. Wow. He blended, yes. 
that sounds What was awesome. that? Not chorizo. Chorizo. No, no chorizo. chorizo yeah, yeah. Uh, kick your butt chorizo. Right. Because it's a little spicy. Right. <laughs> right. But I think it's kick your butt or fire in your butt chorizo is what that one's called. But then oh, nice. the jalapeno cheddar, maple sage. Maple I, sage. I posted it on my Instagram because he's, he's frying sausages in yeah. the morning. And he's like, hello, America. What's cooking in your iron skillet? <laughs> I got maple sage sausage. This is some Wadmalaw goodness, because that's where the pigs are from, Wadmalaw Island. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah, okay. W-A-D-M-A-L-W-A-W, Wadmalaw. Is that Spanish, Spain? It's those Spain? old pigs. That are they home. really those pigs? They are. Okay. Yes. I'm sure. And he's the only one that can farm them. At you this have point? to get a permit. Other people can. Yeah. But you can. He's one of them. And what is it? An island that just has uh, hogs running wild? It's, it was the Sea Islands off down there by Georgia. So yeah. it's like Jekyll Island okay. and uh, the other ones, uh, uh, Sea Island, Georgia, yeah. Jekyll Island. But there's a few. I mean, one of them just had a bunch of hogs on it. Yeah. And forever they would go over there. And they're the big hairy ones with spots Ooh. on them. The the the, the Fry Festival had uh, the wild pigs. Did you see that documentary? Yes. Yeah. And then they, well, they lived there. They have the wild like, pigs. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, they lived there. You're right. Yeah, they but they have the wild pigs on this island in the Caribbean. It's uh, that documentary is great. But then they had the supermodels down there trying to really pump up the the fry festival, and and they wanted these supermodels to play with the pigs, and the pigs were just biting the shit. Well, of course, they're <laughs> they're fucking hungry. <laughs> they're and island they, pigs, and they want to eat the models, which have no meat on. Sure, right. <laughs> at all. They ain't gonna get any. Ain't meat no on meat. Them. No. no. They gonna get. Marlboro Lights yeah. and Diet Cokes. I'm a big <laughs> fan of islands that just have like one animal just just completely taking over the damn thing. <laughs> okay. I, I like rats, that, of course. Huh? Unless it's rats, of course. No, well, there's a couple islands that iguana, have iguana. Maybe that, well, Iguana Island is one of those in the Caribbean. Cozumel has they have the, yeah. all they have is the yeah. But then, but then there's a couple islands that are just infested with like cats. Like just wild cats and people go over there. I'm trying to really? remember what island. Yeah, like feral cats. Yes, it's another uh, tourist trap where you take a little boat over there and it's nothing but cats. Wait. Well, the roosters run rampant in uh, Key West. I was going to say it's a Hemingway thing. Yeah, right? it's a Hemingway yeah, yeah. thing. Right. I believe that there's. What do you mean? It's a four-toed chicken. Four-toed cats or something. Oh, that too. Yeah, four-toed Ooh. cats are in Key West. It's like a Hemingway thing at his property or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. I was in Key West once. I didn't like it. Nah. I didn't like it. Nah. What is it you didn't like about it? He's not gay. <laughs> Not that I didn't know. Joking. Just joking. Total joking. He didn't wear Capri no, pants. I'm joking. I'm not gay. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not, all right, sorry. Spun <laughs> that shit. No, no I, I'm saying I was. I was. I know. Doing, I'm just. I, doing really I drove doing. from New York all the way down, all the way down to Key West because I had, you know, time to kill in between gigs. I, I started by going to my sister's house, and then in, then I was invited to the NHL All-Star Game, so that brought oh, nice. me, I think it was in Fort Lauderdale that year, and then from there, I'm like, you know what, I've never been to Miami, so then I hung out in Miami for a day or two, and then I'm like, you know what, what the fuck, might as well go all the way down to Key West. I, I like the ride down to Key West, and I stopped at a killer uh, sushi joint on the side of the road that was as good as any sushi you could get in New York City, but then Key West, I think what I didn't like about it is they don't really have any beaches. To just chill out? It's, well, the, the different key marathon, key Largo. It's, but it, you're right. It is kind of, it's not as much as you would think. No, I would assume yeah. Key West would have All gorgeous the right. beaches. And I, I rented bikes and stuff, and I couldn't find a, a, a lousy patch of sand that I could just hang out yeah. on. And then, then I was at this hotel, and I decided just to stay there because I, no, I had no one to go home to. So I'm like, I can either be in New York in the winter. <laughs> okay. Let's revisit that. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, okay. I just I uh, I could either I could either spend a cold winter in New York or I could just hang out down there in a hotel because I, I had money back then to just burn. So I was just poolside reading books, but the the security guards would come by, they thought I was a vagrant because I looked like shit. <laughs> and I finally like had it and, and, and marched and talked to a manager to, uh, to tell them to leave, leave him me alone. The fuck alone. I'm going to be here for another week. I'm going to be poolside with All my right. stupid long hair and, and my wild beard, and I'm just going to read books. It was which the, I did. It was the well, sadness tour. That's the first time. Oh, yeah. I didn't know about the spiny lobster. I'm a diver. Oh, yeah. That was my only good Key West thing because yeah. I was like you. I yeah. did agree with, I wasn't really happy with the beachiness. And I'm roaming around, but I met this dude, and he knew I, I told him I was a diver, and so we went lobstering. Oh, nice! And they don't have claws; they, you only oh, get the right. tail. It's yeah. the spiny lobster. Yeah. I didn't know this, so okay. he's got his little ruler thing out, and we dive off the boat, and we're rolling around, and you pull him up, and if it's length, 
three hours later, if it's the right length, we're yeah. lobster and butter, baby. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. But I did not know. My hillbilly ass. But what a waste that it, it, it doesn't have claws. <laughs> yeah, really. How can you be a lobster without claws? It's a, it's a wrong with you? It's a Florida situation. It's a white trash. Well, yeah, but how does yeah. that happen it's with evolution? Hat. It's inbred. It's a, a langostino. Yeah, right. <laughs> or maybe the lobsters got smart and said, "Fuck that." That's why they're they're grabbing us. That's why they're going for it. <laughs> it's time to you know evolve. Break off your claws, Earl. <laughs> That's right. It's time to evolve quickly because these motherfuckers don't play. They, they like these claws. Amazing, was... Well, the, the, the Caribbean lobster stinks, though. Just to finish up the lobster talk. What do you know about the crab claws with the fried crab claws, like a hillbilly thing in the south? Because no. Kathleen and Madigan and I were talking about this in New Orleans, and they're, I think they're the little tiny blue crab. They fry the claws, but it's only in like Alabama and Mississippi. Do you know about this? I just generally frying blue crab, but I don't but they're no, but it's just the claws. It's just okay. a, and yeah. it has the cartilage in there, so they chop the claw off and deep fry it and Ooh. anything deep fried goodness, uh, of course. And then yeah. you just pinch the bottom and pull it off. Oh, okay, nice. I got. And you. then the cartilage stays on there, but it's no, it's but Kathleen and I were talking about this because we were looking for them in New Orleans and they were looking at us like. We didn't know what yeah. we were talking oh, about. And I'm like, this might just be an Alabama, Mississippi thing. It might be, huh? Crabs yeah. are just too much work. A lot they're of work ticks for of the result. ocean. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they're, uh, crabs are so overrated, too, man. I was never oh, a fan. You don't like never the West Indian salad? No. You don't like the West Indian salad? I, I, I don't. You don't cr- know the West crabs uh, crabs taste a little it's too... Like a lemon a juice. Too, uh, uh, yeah. It's a simple right. fresh crab meat, lemon juice, dill... All right, Maybe okay. a little mayo. It's like four ingredients. Oh, like crabs right. taste a my little. Brother, it's my brother's, my oldest brother's favorite thing. crab thing. Yeah, it's, a, it's a lot of work for little result on yeah, the crabs. Yeah, and, and they kind of That's true on the Baltimore, They kind of taste a little bit like low tie, too. It, right. A little bit. <laughs> okay. Lobsters, though. It. Lobsters, though. Yeah. But I hate those people. You go out to dinner with them, uh, and you order the lobster. And they take out the surgeon tools to get every little <laughs> morsel and, yeah. and those tiny little... The good part's behind the ear. Oh, is it? <laughs> Break it and it's like, that looks like right. green baby diaper poop. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's, it's umami. Okay, yeah. umami. Umami, whatever the Specialty fuck. in China. They love it. <laughs> it's not right. And I think it's, lobster in general is overrated. I really do. Uh, Without that butter, it, it's it, useless. It, well, anything in butter. Well, of course. My penis in butter is going to be delicious. <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> fabulous. <laughs> but you get tricked when you go on vacation and you're in the Caribbean and you order that Caribbean lobster and then you're like, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. It's a major step down. Right. Anyway, I do like the seafood tower though. I will, when I'm huge when, fan. If sure. you're gonna go, huge fan to any of the high end state when oh, they yeah. bring out the yeah. tower. Oh yeah, I really do. Like I'm it. in on all of it. For my sure. buddy, my buddy Norton brought this up to me. My Norton brought this up to me a couple weeks ago. Yeah, when they were um, Norton's mom would go on three church field trips a year. So when we were 15, Norton's dad would let us take the car out and go on a date. Right. Even though we were 15. And my mom, it took my mom, we were two dates in before she went, wait a minute, isn't his birthday in March? <laughs> <laughs> so, one of the classic, this, this place opened, and I didn't go, but Norton, we laughed about this for years. So, Norton and our other friend, they double dating, and our other friend, he's upgraded. Norton's in the ninth grade, yeah. he's on a date with a ninth grader. Mm-hmm. Our other friend's in the ninth grade, he's on a date with an 11th grader. Whoa. Nice. Brenda McWhorter. I still see her once a year at Auburn game. She's wonderful. And so she's wonderful. No, well, she's now the whole family. That means about to say no, 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 right. no, no, yeah. no, no. I'm not going to say anything. I'm like, actually, actually, no. The actually, wheels are about to fall but, off no, here. But if you start with, she's now she's just great. No, they're all good people. Okay. All, so anyway, but, so Broadfoot orders shrimp cocktail, and uh, Norton orders shrimp cocktail, and Broadfoot gets really excited because he thinks it's a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. So Norton goes out, three shrimp cocktails, uh, water, water, water. Waitress walks away. Broadfoot just can't believe Broadfoot starts nudging Norton. He's like, they're bringing it to you. They're bringing it to you. (laughs) And Norton goes, yeah, it's fucking shrimp cocktail. What do you mean? He goes, it's got liquor in it. He goes, no, it's not. (laughs) You fucking idiot. It's a seafood appetizer. What a a redneck. We're from Alabama. He really, 15-year-old David Broadfoot thought shrimp cocktail. I can't believe they're bringing it. It's got liquor in it. Can you put mine in a blender? (laughs) 
<laughs> the, the one thing I splurged when I finally got money in my life, the one thing I splurged on was the size of the shrimp. Oh, there yeah. you go. Oh, there when you, go. you get those tiny no. ones, the right. all you could eat uh, shrimp places. Yeah. Well, those are the ones that are raised outside the sewage tank in Japan, Carl told us. Right. In China. Right. right. They, they, they farm them by the poopy tank. Well, same thing. Oh, with no, like, the shrimp, like, just like that. Yes. Uh, the water because it's a little warmer. warmer right. And there's a lot of uh, feces in there yes. that they enjoy eating. <laughs> Well, isn't that the same thing with tilapia that's over there, too? That it's the true. same I kind of yes, thing. Yes, yeah. Tilapia? Yeah, yeah, it's just like big. It is. It's supposed to not be a. Just big fucking. It's a, well, catfish. Ponds. Catfish, too. It's, well, it's a. Yeah, but that, now you're talking at a school. I mean, that's more my kind of thing. You know, catfish, I'll fry it up. It doesn't matter what it's eating. What's the old Auburn, Alabama joke? The old college football joke. What's the difference, uh, what's the difference between the Alabama homecoming queen <laughs> and a catfish? Oh. And the answer is. Uh, one of them's a dirty, sucking, bottom feeding dweller, and the other one's a fish. Fish, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> all this, all this seafood talk uh, reminds me. Actually, I was in college and I was coming home for the holiday. So it was, it was around this time a million years ago, and I, I was really into this girl, and I had no money, but I, I saved my money to take her to. Uh, to take her to a Red Lobster. Oh, you went big. And okay. uh, she lived somewhere in Syracuse. So that what my, my deal was, well, on the This way- was before Endless Shrimp. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's big money, dude. That's big money right there, no, boy. That's big money, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Big that's money. impressive. So, that's impressive. Yeah. So my my plan was, I will drive you to Syracuse on the way home to Long Island, and then we'll stop and we'll get a nice Red Lobster meal. And then I'm thinking, maybe you know, maybe we'll have sex in my car. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. Sure. Because I didn't have enough money for a hotel. But I'm not just like, I'm not just a nice guy bringing well, you a Red Lobster. It. I'm you're thinking, planning sure. it. I'm right. thinking, you know, I'm gonna. Smooth her over Chivalrous. with a nice red lobster meal, and right. then maybe we'll have sex in a car. And then I'll drop her off at her family house for Christmas, and then I'll go to Long Island. <laughs> so that's good. That's, that's white trash fabric. That so, is a good plan. So that's I saved, plan. I saved my money. I didn't have much, uh, and I splurged, and we had a full meal, and it was lovely. Um, but then she excused herself, went to the bathroom, Uh-oh. and uh, by the time she came back for de- for dessert, she had a lot of tears in her eyes. And I quickly realized that she just threw up my my dinner that I gave her. Oh, she was anorexic or bulimic. Oh no! Oh, shit. Yes. Oh my god! So she went in the bathroom. I mean, she was little, and heaved up your generous. Yeah, dinner. but see, I was just a stupid, naive kid from Long Island, so I didn't know much. Damn! I had to learn after the fact. I didn't know she was a she was a little on the thin side <laughs> to begin with. No. But she came back from the bathroom. I'm like. What's wrong? She goes, oh, nothing's wrong. And I'm like, that's weird because, you know, I'm thinking to myself, your eyes look like you just were bawling in the, <laughs> in the bathroom. But it turned out because it came out later after we got back to college that she had a major uh, eating uh, uh, issues or whatever. So she went in the bathroom and yeah. I saved up that money because I was hoping to have I got seventeen ninety five. I was hoping to have sex in the car. Yeah. 35 bucks at least. In the back Jesus. of my Honda Accord. Yeah. The kids, Nikki's kids, my girl's kids, um, they love it that crazy Norton that I was just talking about, that um, he would only call it the Crabster. And we always walked the check. We stole the check. We dined and dashed <laughs> yeah. every single time because Norton found out early on when we were in high school that uh, they didn't penalize the staff. In other restaurants, if your person walked the check, they might charge you. Oh, that's so But the Crabster, bad. You, if you left a tip, you know, yeah. so – we would four, five, six, all the way. I did this till I was 23 years old. Oh, my God. <laughs> you got to do what you got to you know. My first year of comedy. My first year of comedy. I, I, I made under $3,500. I understand. And I, we, we dined and that's when, when we were having a big night, we'd go to the Crabster. Yeah. Because we knew that they, the employee didn't suffer. <laughs> and so Nikki's kids, the twins who are 11, they want to... They love going to the Crabster, but they, for three years, since they were eight, they're like, let's walk on the check. And I'm like, I've told them this story. And they're like, we need to walk the check. I'm like, we're not walking the check. Oh, <laughs> how was, bad do you want to this walk was the check? 40, it was easy. No, but yeah, you sure. wanted to. Well, the, and the best part is you stop because the bathroom is usually by the front. So yeah. the, our key, Norton's key was, and they had little lollipops and dum-dums. So mm. Norton would stop at the register, get a dum-dum and go, Enjoyed it. <laughs> act like you know, act like you're doing act right. Act like you did it, and then That's walk right. right out the goddamn door. Yep. 
How many times you guys do that? Oh, hundreds. Good for you. My best one was in New Orleans. I love, I love getting around the system. My, <laughs> in, Even in, to this day. In, in, to this day. In 1983, at the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans, I walked 18 people. Nice. <laughs> they, we, we were six cars. We were at the Sugar Bowl, and I'm yeah. sitting there, I go, I got it, I got it. <laughs> right. And only like two or three of us knew that we did this yeah. trick. So me and Norton and everybody else just thinks I'm buying. Yeah. So they just get up and walk out. We get back to the hotel later, and they're like, how much was that, dude? And I'm like, nothing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't worry. I $7. talked to the manager. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, we're okay. Aren't you worried that they're going to, like, spot you, you know, later the, that weekend or whatever? Well, the best part, well, it all started now. If you really want to get deep on this, this is Shoney's Frish's Big Boy. Shoney's Big Boy. Oh. So they had the late night buffet. And one night we were in there when I was in college, and there's six or eight of us. And my buddy eats one of the little blueberry mini muffins off my plate, and the waitress charges us for another meal. And we decided at that moment we were going to steal from you for the rest of our lives, no matter how much. And they really charge us for another buffet. And she's like, I saw him eat off your plate. I'm like, I had four muffins. He took literally one of the blueberry muffins. You fucking dick. Yeah, yeah. All right, so. That's all you needed. So that was in my hometown. (laughs) I get it. Right, yeah. No. I always look for the excuse. Just give me one reason. There's two other good stories. There's another good. You're going to charge me for a plate. (laughs) Yes. Just had a muffin. Four ninety nine. I'm going to rip you off. Right. Yeah. We saved the receipts and made a collage out of it. (laughs) He was an art major. The dude that got charged, he's my roommate, David Broff. He was an art major. He literally took a piece of poster board, and we made a collage of all the receipts where we fucked them (laughs) for the next year and a half, and we sent it to corporate headquarters. Oh, nice. Well, he's an artist. Did he take the receipts and do a deck? Yes. No, he did a whole yes, yes. Decoupage. Oh no, he yes. It was all no. It was full on sweet. Yeah, look at this. Look at this coffee table. No, he literally he worked on this for a year, and then we had this for Google or anything. We had to look up where their headquarters was. Now the other the other good story. Sorry, I'm rambling. No, you're not. I love this. The other good story about when this was going on, I had an uncle named Don Henley. Oh, right. You told me about Don And he was the minister. Yes. He was a minister, but he got caught cheating. Yeah. And I didn't know he got cheating. Well, they all get caught cheating. But he's in the same Shoney's where we're running this game. We're about six months into the game. We come home from college. He's there at 2.30 in the morning. We're all hammered. He's running the buffet. And he's wearing the shit brown polyester uniform with the paper hat. (laughs) And he immediately goes, I ain't seen him. Last time I saw him, he was uh, marrying his daughter. Oh. I was best man in, oh, I, wouldn't, I, was in, I was in the party right. I wasn't best man yeah, But right. So last time I saw him Was dearly beloved We were gathered here mm. today Next time I saw him Was nine months later You want biscuits? <laughs> <laughs> really? That's a hell I thought I had a fall from grief No <laughs> Oh my god Gravy's extra If you get another cup So oh, wow. He escorts us from God's he totally did. Child, he was fucking. Because he, he was fucking like. I just thought it was one. I was two years into comedy, and my cousin, his son, came to a show and went. You remember when he stopped preaching for a while? I'm like, because your mom caught him cheating. She's like, not with. I thought it was just one. No, he was Richard Pryor, black preacher. And oh wow! <laughs> yeah. He had like fourteen of them. Wow! So now he's in the Shoney's. We go rolling in there, and he escorts us to the back of the table, and he just he's kind of just going, don't, I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. <laughs> right. Everything's all, shh, It's a story. I got this. I'll got, tell you later. Yeah. Please don't say anything. Yes, don't run. I need this job. <laughs> please, please, just just order me. Believe you don't know me, and get the fuck That's out right. of here. Yeah. And my, my friends are going, isn't that your uncle? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, isn't he a preacher? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. I thought. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Got another job. <laughs> uh, and we still walked the check that night, by the way. You did. <laughs> I still walked the check I, that night. I got to explain. I, I like get, getting uh, one over on the system when I feel like they've done me wrong. So we have a supermarket in this neighborhood. Uh, I can't tell you how much food we have brought into our apartment over the years that is spoiled with expiration dates that are wrong. And they give you a problem. Where's your receipt? I'm like... It's obvious I got it here. Right. You know, uh, the name of your supermarket is on the damn thing. Isn't that good enough? And they're just the pains in the ass. What's the name of the supermarket? I don't want to say. Because <laughs> I still got a shop there. You know? <sighs> and uh, when my, you know, when I became a father and I, I would bring my son around in the, in the stroller. And when I'm checking out, he just like grabs things. And puts it in the stroller, and, and and it got to a point we'd get back to the apartment, and I'm like, oh my god, free candy bars, and my wife would, you know, she certainly she no, would freak out good. like we gotta yes. 
we gotta she's bring a good it person. back. Yeah, and I'm like, we're not person. bringing it back. And then I went, I have to remind her of all the shitty things. Remember when the fucking right. mushrooms right. had hair on them? Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Never mind that you were telling him, get the Snickers. <laughs> right. Grab that one. Yeah. Oh, he would just grab. Grab, grab, grab. And then the cashier would be like, oh, my God, he's so adorable. Oh, like, so yeah. cute. Speaking of my supermarket, I was reminded that I did a video there a few years back. Uh, I established, obviously, they have really bad customer service and they got bad food at times with expiration dates that are way over and spoiled food, blah, blah, blah. So I was in the supermarket uh, a couple years back and this lady was trying to return $9 worth of sweet potatoes and she made everybody uncomfortable. The cashiers are trying to ignore her and continue working as she's yelling and screaming at the manager. The video is great. There's a link to the video in the description of this episode, but I think the audio plays very well also. And uh, as much as I dislike my supermarket, I think I dislike this lady more. Check it out. Are you kidding me? I have been coming here probably three or four times every single day for eight years. And you want to exchange something for me that's crap? You, you have a sign outside that says you're the friendliest grocery store in the neighborhood. What's my name? What's my name? I've been coming here for eight years on a daily basis. What's my name? What is my name? You don't know because you don't, you're not friendly at all. You're the most unfriendliest grocery store in the entire neighborhood because you want to exchange $9? I spent $50,000 here at the very least. I don't have a receipt. Are you seriously going to accuse me of stealing sweet potatoes when I've been shopping here for eight years? I don't have a receipt. My husband bought that. I don't have the receipt. OP Radio. <laughs> uh, but uh, we're here at Get Parts. Uh, it looks like he's not showing this, this show. Obviously, yes. Black Man's Late ain't coming. Yeah, oh, I, well, man, my thought good. was, you know, it's uh, pretty much the last episode of the year, and I wanted to finish strong with me, you, and uh, Sherrod, you know, uh, the nucleus as far as Carl goes. I thought it would be a great way to end the year. I agree. Uh, not he that, did confirm. Yeah, he did confirm, and I thought it would be just a nice way to go out as far as 2019 goes. But I'm not. No, I'm not complaining because uh, Judd Jones is, is whatever. Here. There, uh, <laughs> just say the N word like Gerard. <laughs> Just say, the N-word. Just, I mean, say, I just say the N word. I said it once and I felt weird. I can't do it again. Just say the N word. I can't do it again. People are starting to stare just over say, here. Hey, nigga, I'm still here. Yeah, right. <laughs> Kenley's neighbor, and he's a comedian himself, and he certainly have, uh, has helped Tell the Willie Nelson his own. story. You got some Willie Nelson stories? Oh, tell him, though. He's got two. One what? of them's corny. Yeah, what? the corny one is um, no, when I was in college at AM, we. Uh, Texas AM. Texas A&M. Aggies. College Station. Aggies. Aggies, that's 12th right. Man. That's right. Saw those horns, baby. Nice. <laughs> there was a, uh, a dance hall right outside of town called the Texas Hall of Fame, right? And they would have concerts there. 200 seater or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right? yeah, right. Well, these, they would just, everyone standing and dancing because they'd leave the dance floor open and you'd sit on the back and all that. So they'd have different bands come in all the time. Well, I've been going to Willie concerts since I was in high school. I mean, you know, and I got to a point where I would always bring him a Shiner Bach mm. on stage just to do it. Nice. And he would give me his bandana. Really? Right. So that was the move. If I was with a chick, yeah. I'd be Sherrod's like. calling us right now, by the way. <laughs> go ahead, though. Go ahead. No, no. He's calling me right now. Oh, now. my God. He's, no, he's calling me right now. Yeah, c- continue, Judge. Not anyway, go ahead, so, Judge. Good story. Yeah. So, I'm, so I'm, I, I go to this concert with some friends, and... Um, Willie's performing, and I I, I kind of know who some of the people are that are in his crew. He and had all the this. big guy that was what's his name? His name was Puddy P O O D I E. He was his road manager guy. This guy was like six foot two, uh, had a like a, a liver gut. You know what I mean? Like a big. He was skinny, fat. And yeah, like yeah, this. yeah. Had a ponytail down Puddy. to his ass. His name was Puddy. <laughs> well, everything Puddy. went through Puddy, and I remember seeing him before. <laughs> so you know, and I'd seen him in Austin <laughs> before. You know, yeah. So Puddy, Puddy was the guy to talk to, and he was like the menacing guy standing there. And so I'm in college. I'm like a sophomore, and I went up to him, and it's that same thing we said a minute ago. It's like just act like you know what you're doing. This is like before security got crazy. You could kind of yeah, talk yeah. your way into stuff, you know, or just kind of you know keep walking backstage or whatever. Well, I see Puddy, and I go up to him and say, "Hey, Puddy, good to see you," you know, like that. So he thinks maybe we met before, and I was like, "Man, is there any chance I can?" 
say hi to Willie or you know whatever if he if he done because it was after the show. The bus is right behind the 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 venue, the right? Oh right. yeah, the Willie bus, right? Bus. Yeah, the yeah. bus. And so, um, and then he says, uh, "Well, Willie's, uh, you know, he's just winding down from the show." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So I just kind of hung out for a little while, hoping something, and then put emotions to me. He's just like, "Come on." Like that, and I'm like, oh shit, my friends are like in the front and I'm by myself. So I go and the bus opens up and it's like, you know, I didn't see smoke, but I smelt it, oh, you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, it's, it's like everything you walk you in. Oh, yeah. You, you walk in, and I'd seen pictures of the inside of the bus before. And so I walk in and Putty leads me in and I walk up there and I'm like, oh shit, this is it. And, um, and, and uh, so it's Willie sitting there in his spot. And uh, his sister, Bobby, is sitting over on the side. And there's other people I don't know. And I'm like, holy shit. And I'm just like the odd man out there. And Puddy says, Willie, this is a, 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 a guy who's, he said he's met you before and wanted to come say hello. And Willie is sitting there at his little table. And he's got a pizza tray filled with shake. Right, Literally, he's rolling the joints. Like New yeah. York City, like the big tray. metal, the wow, and he's you know, yeah, eighteen inch circumference. Right. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm just like, holy shit! And so, Putty says, "Yeah, this uh, guy says he's met you before, and uh, he was, uh, he, you know, I just want to say hello." And I'm kind of like, "Hey, Willie," you know, like Radius. a fucking idiot over there, you know. And Willie says, "Uh, well, you, uh, not just anybody." He says something like, "Not just anybody can come on this bus unless you know the secret password," like that. And I'm like, "Oh, okay." And he goes, "You want to know what the secret password is?" And I said, yeah. And he says, the secret password is ear. And I was like, all right. And he takes that joint and he's like, and he passes it to him and he goes, ear. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Literally 1971 Cheech and Chong pot joke. Yeah, ear. I was like, 40 year old pot joke. Get away with that. I was like, amazing. Because you're Willie. And I'm just like shaking as I talk. Oh my God. That's a great story. Amazing. Back at uh, back at WNEW, we interviewed uh, Willie Nelson. The same thing. The bus pulls up, and it's and, and he just takes over 56th Street in the middle of uh, Midtown Manhattan yeah. with his bus, and no one's gonna tell Willie Nelson he can't park there, right? Right. And he comes up, he's high as shit. The one thing I remember when we interviewed Willie Nelson was uh, we got to check out his guitar. You ever seen his guitar? Oh, I've seen oh it, up it close. looks like it's been beat to yeah. death. Lucille. Yeah. It, There's it, a no, giant... Not Lucille. That's, uh, Lucille's BB King. Trigger, 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 yeah. Trigger. That's what he calls it. Lucille's, Lucille's BB King. That's right. That's he what he has saying. a second giant hole in the thing in the mm-hmm. front where it's just worn away. And he he's had he's had Rock Royalty sign that thing yep. over the years. And I remember, Everybody. I can't tell you exactly which uh which signatures but you would see let, let's say eric clapton smudged out right like eric clapton right. signed his guitar a million years ago and he could barely like make out the cl or whatever or or yep. keith yeah or marty yeah. <laughs> yeah. yes, exactly george job right yeah. but it just shows you someone no. like that he don't give a fuck nah, he's having these no. guys sign the guitar but it, it means nothing to him but to to you know us uh, we're into music like that we're, i'm looking yeah. at this guitar like like, oh my god, how much is this thing fucking it's amazing. Work, that man. hole that hole is from the pick hitting it all those yeah, years. I had a one hitter. I had a one hitter where I had banged the the bat so hard on the outside mm-hmm. of the wooden outside yeah. that I'm on Ron's bus, Ron White's tour sure. bus, about two years and he goes your one hitter has turned into Willie Nelson's guitar. guitar. Oh, okay. <laughs> so everyone knows about the guitar. And I think we asked him, and he, and he basically said that yeah, he, awesome. he continues playing it because uh, that hole is giving him a, yeah, it's a different sound. It's, a different sound yeah, or no more. No other guitar makes that sound. Whiskey River, take my mind. That's it. That's it, man. Yeah. It's a bloody merry morning. The funny thing about Willie Nelson was that he was so clean cut. Oh, with the hair. The oh, shorter. my God. Well, like Pryor. Yep. Yeah. They were both in the suit. George yeah. Carlin. There's there's George Carlin. Yep. There's black and white footage of all of them in suits with short, yep. short haircuts and trying to play the game on Ed Sullivan. And then what happened? Because I'm trying to remember with Willie Nelson, but he realized it was time to just go the other way with the whole thing. Yeah, he didn't get fucked. I think it was like with the people that he started hanging with, too. Like yeah, that's got a lot of Johnny Wayland and Wayland. And that. Yeah, the whole yeah. outlaw. Christopherson. They yeah. were looking at him like he was a nerd, and Willie Nelson did that. Well, no, fuck you. I'll show you. Well, and he, he's like, I got up my game. Well, when he was still wearing the suits, he was more of the songwriter. Well, he had written Crazy. Crazy, yeah. you know, and so all this. And so I think there, there, between that and then going into meeting all these other people like Waylon and David Allen Coe and my, one of my all-time favorite people in the whole world, Billy Joe Shaver. 
Wow. Meeting those Texas people. Upper Tennessee. Do you know Billy Joe Shaver? I, I, I've heard the name to be totally oh, Texas Upper else. Tennessee is a damn good song. Okay. Billy Joe Shaver. Billy Joe Shaver. Yeah, oh, YouTube he, he is my this. this is a Texas favorite. He's kind of like Robert Earl King. There's certain Billy things. Billy Joe Shaver specifically is the most gangster of any gangster you would ever meet. <laughs> True. And I'll tell you this. I'll, I'll tell you this, Roy. The reason I say that he went Christian too, though. Yeah, full Christian. I mean, and this was years ago he went Christian, but he is the most gangster of anybody. Ten years ago, he because he's eighty something now, so is he seventy something? Oh, this is also good. He's Here in a go. bar. He's in a bar in Waco, Texas, with his ex-wife, who he's still friendly with, having a drink, <laughs> and some fellas in the bar. <laughs> some fellas in the bar who uh, <laughs> starts talking trash and says something disrespectful to Billy Joe's ex-wife, and Billy Joe says something to him like, "You just need to relax or whatever." Well, the guy comes over there, and he's drunk, and he's leaning on Billy Joe, and the guy takes out his pocket knife and, and opens it and stirs Billy Joe's drink with it, wipes it off on his shirt, and says, if you got a problem with that, I'll be outside. Oh, right. my so, God. Billy Joe's 70 years old when this happens. At this point. At a honky-tonk bar in the Waco, afternoon. Waco, uh, 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 Yeah, it was outside of Waco. That's right. right. That's right. So he, uh, that was a mistake. Uh, so Billy Joe goes outside. The guy's still got the knife in his hand. Billy Joe says, where do you want it? And the guy says, what? And Billy Joe pulls out a twenty-two and shoots him in the face. Oh. <laughs> guy drops the knife. Guy falls to the ground. Billy Joe gets his ex-wife. They get in the car and go home. They just go home. Go home. That's right. Two days later, he finds out there's a couple warrants out They're for his arrest. For him. But he had, but he had shows and stuff. He happened to be He's in playing. Austin. He happened to be He's in playing. Austin. He finds out that there, he finds out there's warrants out for his arrest for outside of Waco. He goes into the Austin PD and says, "I got to turn myself in." They're like, "Billy Joe, what are you doing here?" <laughs> They're like, "Not even looking for him. Like it's not in the system or this something." Is some Texas. Good so shit. he goes back. He goes back home after that weekend, whatever. To uh, he goes back to Waco, turns himself in, and you know he bonds out, you know, and all this or whatever. The guy lived. Okay, so it was a twenty-two, and he you know hit him whatever, but he, the guy lived. So it, uh, a few years later, Billy Joe goes to trial. Willie shows up as a character witness. <laughs> Willie shows up there. Willie's wearing all black in a suit, you know, like this. <laughs> Billy Joe's serious. We- Willie. Billy Joe's wearing a leather sports coat <laughs> with a tie in bold letters that says Texas, <laughs> right down the front of the tie. Right. So they. So this court case goes up. So they're trying to get him. Right. So one of the things I remember. This is so great. They said uh, the prosecutor says, "Well, Billy Joe, do you think you were uh, maybe jealous because this guy was hitting on your ex-wife?" And Billy Joe tells him, "Man, I get I get as many women you can fit in a passenger plane. <laughs> like I'm not. He's 70 years old when he says this, right? Like he's not even worried about it at all. So it, they, he gets uh, he gets off on that charge. It's self-defense because the guy had a knife, yeah. and you know." It, in, te- in Texas, like in New York, guy pulls a knife and you have a gun and you're going to jail that's for not years. A knife. Right, right. So <laughs> he's just, you know, that's like a normal thing down there. So the guy, he gets off of that charge and he's at, walking outside. This was actually in, I think Rolling Stone reported this. He was walking outside after the, after the case and he's won. Oh, oh, this is the other thing. Just to back up, after he bonded out of jail that night, three days later, he went and did a show that night. And talked about it. And oh. everyone's like, oh, I my shot him God. In the right. face. Shot him in the face the other night in Waco. Right? So he's talking about it, right? That's the start of a great song. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, totally. So anyway, he gets you know, exonerated, charges, you know, dismissed or whatever. And uh, outside the courtroom, he's with Willie. And all the reporters were around. And they asked him. They said, well, uh, Billy Joe, do you think you, you and uh, so-and-so, the guy who sh- you know, shot, do you think you guys could ever be friends again? And Billy Joe says, well, I sure hope so, because I'd like to get my bullet back. <laughs> find, me, <laughs> find me somebody more gangster than that. That's, that's gangster. Amazing. Amazing. So he totally got off? The, totally got off. Self-defense. Just self-defense. self-defense thing. You pull a knife in the parking lot, and I got a twenty-two. If you don't die, I'm going to get off of that probably. Yeah, that's that it. Is amazing. Oh, that's amazing. That's a he great story. fantastic. No, no. Billy Joe Sh- And Billy, Billy Joe Shaver. For those who don't know, yeah. essentially made, well, I shouldn't say that, but there's a good per, uh, percentage of what Waylon Jennings did to be successful with Billy Joe Shaver. Uh, Honky Tonk Heroes, the album, was completely written by Billy Joe Shaver. So he was, I mean, Elvis recorded Billy Joe Shaver. 
Bob Dylan did. Texas Sugar Tennessee is a damn good song. I, I yeah. gotta check it. I check yeah. out some of his uh, music. Yeah, very very cool. He, he's just fantastic. <laughs> that's a crazy. And he's that's still, a great story. He's the party. still yes, touring. I bring still touring to the party. To this oh, yeah, day. He's, he's alive. Like, he's, he's like yeah. eighty two years old, and he wears the same thing all the time. He wears blue jeans and a denim shirt like a long sleeve like Fogarty shirt right right and his belt is a leather belt but it's one of those with the two rings on it that you fold it through and crank it back it's the same thing he's worn forever right right like the canvas belts but it's leather that's what he's got I had one of those I have two of those for Nantucket that's what that's what he wears that is a Nantucket belt little whales on it I have a little there you go that's a little pink whales on it right Billy Joe's doesn't true that true that right or what are you guys doing for New Year's? Anything fun? I'm going to work the club here in town. And, uh, oh, that's right. You're working. Uh, the, should be Comic Strip Live. Comic Strip Live if you want to see Vic really New Year's Eve. And I, I said on the, the last episode that we did together, I'm, I'm going to be banging those pots and saying goodbye to this that's, year. And is it a Philly thing? Do you think they just yeah, decided to clank and clank and make a... Because fireworks used to be also... Did you make a lot of noise on... Fourth of July was yeah. when you naturally had fireworks. Sure. But also on New Year's Eve, we used to... Yeah. In yeah, the yeah. South. I we wanna, used to like... My friends would... Uh, tie sparklers to their bows and arrows and then light the sparkler and then shoot the arrow sure. into other people's yards. That's hardcore. <laughs> oh, wow. That is hardcore. <laughs> now you want to talk. Well, that, it was that cool was, to see that, it go flying through the air. Yeah. It ain't going to catch anything on fire. Yeah. Long Island was known for their 4th of July celebrations. I, I'm sure it was like this uh, across the country before they really decided too many Stop, people were getting hurt. Right. But... Uh, there would just be all-out wars uh, across the street. You, you know, you'd be in your yard, and they would be in their <laughs> yard, and we it was doing. insane. Like Roman, Roman candle wars? Yeah, all that stuff, yeah. 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 Right. Holding yeah. them with yeah. your hand. Sure. I sure. remember. Keep shaking it. <laughs> you got to hold it to the side because the back side would shoot yeah, yeah, out yeah, and burn right. you. want to hit you. Yeah. <laughs> Man, right when I, when I moved here, I lived in Bushwick, right, in a very, like, Brooklyn. In a very Latino Lewis. area. And um, it was over 4th of July, and... Uh, they, uh, these folks out there are popping off fireworks over the course of four to five days. And you'd be sitting in the apartment and just hear... I'm, these are not like firecrackers. They were doing the ones that are like uh-huh. two feet in the ground, you know, and they... And it, I felt like I was in Baghdad. Like, it was just blowing up. And he'd be quiet watching something and just boom, you know, this. So I could People get, shot guns where I was growing They'd fire off. Oh, like, yeah, sure, They'd sure. fire off a yeah. double barrel in the air on New yeah. Year's Eve. Just in foot. the air? Just boom, boom. Yeah, but they'd there fire. You know. you'd, hear, you'd hear gunshots. Right. And- yeah. And uh, the greatest thing, I, I went up to the roof at once it starts, you know, getting crazy, kind of seeing what's what, right? So I go up to the roof, and there's cops patrolling the neighborhood. And computer, and they would get on their uh, on the on the uh, C or the, or the uh, speaker yeah, outside the car yeah, yeah. and say you're not play allowed ball, to pop please. fireworks. Right. You, you will be arrested. You yes. will. And they're doing this looping around. And I'm looking out there. I'm like, holy shit! And this car pulls up, and this little dude jumps out, and he puts a firework on there. The cops in front, like uh, like a block up. He puts a firework on the ground, lights it, and he goes, "Fuck you!" <laughs> and lights it. Boom! Just goes off right there. They get in the car and peel off. I'm like, this is exciting. This is very good. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Bushwick. <laughs> yeah, right. But I've then, had a whole bunch of good Christmas love. I did a little. Uh, yeah. I did a Facebook thing. All your really, Facebook group. I, I don't do ever. Yeah. But there's a. It's only like three thousand people from my hometown. Right. And you got to be nice. Yeah. If you ever say anything mean, they'll throw you but out. Th- but th- that's not easy for you. I, right. <laughs> 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 True. Yeah. True. So, uh, Vic joined yeah. a little Facebook group, and it's all what the the people you went to high school. With? Yes. And, and so and everyone else just in your little town? town, and that's it. And so the choral teacher Judas Lay, Judas Simmons Lay, who hated me, and was going to throw me out of the choir. Right. Um, Why did she hate you when you were in the choir? Because I was just mean. Me and my friends were always doing stuff, and I was always laughing too loud. And Floyd Livingston went to the pencil sharpener with his dick out. <laughs> $22. We, were, we, all, we said, because it was risers, the, yeah. the coral room was <laughs> yeah. risers. So we sat in the back left-hand corner, like the nosebleeds, the right. literally. And we'd sit there every day. And so Floyd Livingston was a friend of mine. Mike, his name, <laughs> name ain't Floyd. His name's Mike Livingston. So, But one day we're sitting there, and Floyd, he does the old, uh, if y'all give me uh, $25, I'll go to the pencil sharpener and my dick out. And we're like, we all start scrambling for cash. We're all, <laughs> right, we're right. all meeting two dollars, five dollars. We're all scram- so we we scare up twenty two dollars. Nice. And so then I'm immediately going all the way out. Right. And he's like, no, not all the way out. 
I'm just going to, but the pencil sharpener's on the wall, yeah. like in any high school and any. So he's got to reach up with his dick he goes, out. He goes, he goes, I'm going to, I'm going to unzip. The, he goes, if you, I'm going to unzip the fly, just pop the mushroom cap out, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to, I'm going to sharpen my pencil, and I'm going to turn around. So, you so if you're looking, you will actually see my dick out as at the pencil sharpener <laughs> for twenty five dollars. <laughs> And we're like, ah, we can't get him. We're goes, with you, Floyd. He, and he does it. <laughs> <laughs> and no one sees it, but like five or six of us. He's, he stood there at the fucking pencil sharpener. What's up, Sherrod? Yo! But that was, uh, th- that was the days when if you did get caught, they, they would send you down to the principal's office. That's that about it. A, you wouldn't get kicked yeah. out of school or no. any of that horse shit. Mike up. Huh? <laughs> Here, I'll give you mine. No, Here, I'll. What's up, Sean? Yeah, what's going on with you? Well, uh, fuck, man. I oh, wanted to do the, the last episode of the year with me, oh, you, and uh, uh, and Vic. Uh, yeah, and, I'm happy and, to be and, here. And, and Judd Jones, yes. of course. Right. So, uh, yes. Yes. Uh, chill, yeah. chill, chill, chill. Yeah. 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 I got one, too. Yeah. You want another one? I got it. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Yes. Yeah, we're he- I was running around. We're, we're heading toward, uh, actually, you know, uh, New Year's, thank God. I, yeah. I, I, I kind of want this year to go this away. Year I'm over it. I'm fucking You're done? over it. Angelo Lozado just passed another away. Another one. Yeah, man. Did you know it. him well? He knew him well. Another well. comic. Yeah, another comic. He had stomach cancer. Jesus. Uh, he hasn't been battling it for a few months. So yeah. He knew that it was, you know. <laughs> right. Rough, but yeah, it's just still hard. And then Chris Cotton died a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Right. Another right. good friend. So yeah, enough of this. What is up with comics dying early, man? Comics just die, man. I tell you, comedy <laughs> comics, brought. Comics just <laughs> die. <didn't> die. <laughs> comedy brought more death in my life than anything else ever. Right? I mean, it brought me more joy in life and yeah. money, and but more death. A lot yeah. of radio guys die young, too. It's crazy. I know a lot of radio guys that have died. Plus, when you get into your occupation, then you become friends with guys who might be older than you. Or, yeah. You know, so you've got a different circle of friends. So it's different life expectancies. But uh, some of these guys were just young guys. Like Chris Cotton was in his 30s. Right. Just about to have twins. And what did he die His wife is pregnant. What did he die of? I don't even know. I think it was like some type of respiratory thing. What do you mean? It's some kind of respiratory he thing. Had, he, he always had like uh, he some kind of asthma or something. He always been battling stuff his whole right. life. And it, uh, yeah, and, and he was just about to have twins, and he, yeah, and he dropped this yeah. year. It, look, man, I started don't, with William Stevenson in January. Right, Jesus, man, and that then, was a year. Right, yeah. Yeah, that was this yeah. year. Well, that and was then, boom. God, that was when boy. we all went to Vic Henley's and uh, to yeah. Con- yeah, that's right. Me, me and Carl were there yes. to console you and Vic yes. over that one. Carl that's was right. making all that food. And yeah, that's, and right. little did we know that Carl wasn't going to be with us too much longer. Yeah, you never what know. Jesus. What you a never fucking know. weird 2019 year. sucked, man. Jesus, well, in that regard, you know. Hold on, orange juice. They got orange juice. Yeah, yeah, little side. Hold on, I gotta plug this in. But yeah, I was at Bus- Best Buy just now buying. Uh, I have to buy a scooter. <laughs> hold, on, and- hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, we're gonna stop it here, guys. Uh, to be continued. Sherrod has arrived at Gephardt's, and as he arrived, I realized I had to turn off the podcast equipment to plug in another mic. So at that point, we all decided to make sure we get fresh drinks and take leaks and go smoke a little bit on the sidewalk. So on the next episode of the Opie Radio Podcast, it will be the last episode of the year as we continue with Sherrod Small, Vic Henley, and Vic Henley's neighbor, who's also a comedian. Eventually, I'm just going to say his name is Judd Jones. But I uh, mentioned earlier in this episode about Cat Island. I did a little Google search, and I want to fill in some blanks. The Cat Island, it turns out there's like three or four of these, and they're off of uh, the coast of Japan. And the one I was thinking of is Aoshima. And from their Wikipedia page, it says, uh, Known for its large number of feline residents, felines have been reported by news outlets to outnumber humans by ratios between 6 and 1 and 10 to 1. But in recent years, as elderly inhabitants of the island have died, it has skyrocketed to nearly 36 to 1. They were introduced to combat rodents on fishing boats, but remained on the island and reproduced in large numbers. And obviously, it's a, it's a tourist trap that a lot of people go to. And as I was refreshing my memory on Cat Island, I came upon what could only be described as Yelp reviews for Cat Island in Japan. And uh, this one's worth reading. He gives Cat Island two out of five stars. His name's ABD. The Positives. There are lots of lovely cats. The negatives. 
Many of the cats appear to be sick. In addition to wounds from fighting, there are numerous cats with eye, respiratory, and other issues with redness, crusty eyes, or two wet eyes, and runny noses. And I have seen several really bad cases of what appears to be scabies. I hope cats can get medical attention they desperately need. Also, there seem to be very few water dishes. Hot weather coming. People planning to visit the island. Please bring some water dishes and water for the cats. Not only food. I wish I knew the situation before I went. Cats need water, especially if they are fed dry food. Also, many of the cats seem not to like the dry food. (laughs) It's supposed to be a stupid tourist trap, you idiot. What do you expect? It's an island filled with wild cats. They're all on their own. Unless the tourists bring uh, water and some of that wet food. And some of the sick ones are unable to eat it. One of the cats was drooling a lot. Not sure if it was from a dental problem or other reasons. I wish I knew before I went to bring more wet food. As it is, I brought some, but not enough. And I brought a lot of dry food. Because <laughs> it was easier to carry, but clearly not preferred by the cats. There are significant weight differences among cats. Braver and more aggressive ones are very fat while the thin and timid ones are afraid to approach the food when there are more dominant cats around. It is hard to ensure that everyone gets enough, since some clearly don't get enough food while others are overweight. Practical issues. The ferry runs twice a day only. There's a toilet in the waiting room. There's indeed no food or drinks to purchase on the island at all. All in all, Not most convenient, but expected from the comments. My low rating is mainly because of sick cats, which do not seem to have received adequate medical attention. Unless something is done soon, situation will only get worse. So that's his review on uh, Cat Island. What's great about the Yelp reviews on Cat Island, the next, literally the next review... Just shows you there's two different people in this world, kind of like Democrats and Republicans. The next one is from Channel Armenta. Five stars for Cat Island. The place is amazing. There's also a unicorn island. (laughs) Ah, the, The one person notices everything, the sick cats and blah, blah, blah. The other one just says the place is amazing. My mom told me there's also a Unicorn Island. This person's excited to check out Unicorn Island. All right, there you go. Some info on uh, on Cat Island. Uh, I, I think they did a documentary on this place as well. It's pretty cool. And then, like I said, it turns out there's a couple uh, couple different islands that are inhabited by a lot of cats. That does it for this episode, but uh, the last episode of the year, we will continue from Get Parts. It's really, really good. I'm in the middle of editing it as I speak right now. So, all right, guys, we'll talk soon. Boo 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 bo